Hello and uh, welcome to the bonus episode. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he, him. I'm David and my pronouns are he and him. And we're joined on this bonus episode by the cast of It's Movie Time Baby. We're actually the crew. Yeah, no, no we're not hot enough to be the cast. Yeah, I think we should introduce <laughs> ourselves by names. <laughs> um, I'm Connor, my pronouns are they, them. I'm Sarah, my pronouns are she, her. How we do? Yeah, happy to be here, happy to be off Twitch, where you can have your libel edited out in advance. Don't libel it out, though. Like, what's the point in that? This is a bonus episode. Why are you editing out the bonus episode? I know, people are paying Yeah, joy No one our, is paying. No, no one is paying for the libel deal. No one libel deal. <laughs> okay. But the one only people... Defense Connor and I will change month. That is true, yeah. No, but, you know, I'll, I'll just libel against actors. You know, it's not like they got money. <laughs> Yeah, are we absolutely liable against some of these uh, YouTube guys we're going to bring up? <laughs> this being a bonus, it won't go on YouTube, so they won't they won't hear about it to do like five hour response videos. I don't know, like they'd find a way. They'd find a oh way. Oh my god, I just remembered someone recorded an eighteen minute response video to a tweet on an old account that I sent out in which I stated verbatim. Luke Skywalker is a virgin. <laughs> he is a virgin. When, when, when did Luke Skywalker canonically have sex? Exactly. Like, there's all those extended universe books about him, you know, about that, like, Mara Jade shit. But it's not yeah. convincing in the slightest. That, 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 He's the biggest real. virgin on Earth. I'm sorry, if it's in a comic book, it's not real. It's not it's, real. It's not tied into the universe. Oh, I have to do extra homework? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm so fucking thankful for this paywall already. <laughs> I'm not gonna read the book the movie's based off of. Why am I gonna read the comic? I don't no, give a shit. No, but you should read the Revenge of the Sith book. Oh yeah. Well, oh, what's the thing that's in that? This oh, about bullshit. Anakin's butt or Obi Wan's butt? Is Anakin's butt? Right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is that not also know? the book where we find out that Palpatine's first name is Sheev? Oh yeah, Sheev Palpatine, <laughs> yeah. The book? <laughs> it, well, it might have been on like a top Trumps card or something. Like it, 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 seems, it seems like something that originates from that sort of thing. But Sheev yeah. adds plus twenty-two mana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tonight we're we're doing movie discourse. Um mm. and especially like the damage YouTube movie guys have done to, mm. to movie discourse. So I, the the discourse surrounding films, especially but not only like nerd franchises, can mm. range from incredibly stupid to openly hostile, depending on the day. Um, but like, let's see if we can figure out why. So the first thing I wanted to bring up was: Do you think it's fair to say that there's a, a fairly serious lack of media literacy today? Yes, there's yes. a lot of them. Yes. I've been on Twitter <laughs> any day of the week. Um, yeah, I, I think, not to jump too ahead, but I think because a lot of mainstream film or TV that is made for general audiences is basically kids' programs, but for, you know, targeted at 40-year-olds, 
Yeah. And no one wants to offend that market because they are the type of people who will firebomb an actor's house. And <laughs> the I, Steven, I, I, unifica- Steven universification of audiences. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this isn't even me trying to sound like some sort of film TV centrist. But you do get those, um, you get people on Twitter who overanalyze films to this point of like, what was it like the tumblr like you have the youtubeification and the tumblrification of mm. like tv film analysis like you have people saying you can't portray anything in a film without it being harmful and then you have these people who complain about a ghostbusters movie and like they make it their rite of passage to attack anyone who hates that it's yeah that's kind of the state we're at with media literacy at least in the western nations of the world (laughs) i think there's also you know there's voices particularly in american media you know who purport to i don't know have more understanding views of film but then they they tweet out shit like oh 1950s cinema was the height of gender expression. <laughs> they, <laughs> did you see? they uh posted they posted a a, a gif or a gif I don't give a fuck um, of Gene Kelly I think you know he was doing some move with a rose in his mouth and um you know as an example like it, like those films weren't written by closeted way of expressing themselves I, you know there's you know of course you know like you were saying connor it goes too extreme in one direction or too extreme in the other and there's different i don't know there's different facets of that you know likewise do you remember you know another one of that new york crowd sorry i used to be in media this is Mussolini or something. anyway um uh, don't hang me outside like Mussolini, please don't <laughs> Uh, one of his lot, they um, tweeted a thread last year sometime uh, positing uh, that Twilight, well, um, encourages inappropriate age gaps relationships. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to try and find the original? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Listen, I guarantee you, no pedo is using Twilight as a blueprint no. for any transgressive behavior or any crimes whatsoever." Like, I promise you. Yeah, it, it, yeah, but yet yeah, media literacy. It does seem to be waning. Like the amount of times. Because it's always, you just see Twitter threads about the most innocuous thing in a movie and how it's the the worst thing ever. And it's just like, this is a non-issue. Yeah. And then, and you know, like, you have that side of it where it's just uh, cherry picking themes that, yeah, like, if you have the understanding of a six-year-old who watches Thomas the Tank Engine, then yeah, it's going to be bad if you watched <laughs> said 18 rated movie. But then you get the other side, which hates those movies for, you know, people in it who are gay or, you know, a person of color, you know. um, So there's definitely a more extreme angle of it that is more dangerous. The other, like, the other side I was referencing is more just kind Mm. of like 
you just chat and shit. Like, the, the, like, the other side... I think the other side has legitimately led onto some damaging things in Hollywood and that you know, Rise of Skywalker as a movie is essentially yeah. an apology to those types of people. Yeah. Who... We're probably a minority in the grand scheme of things because people know how to make yes. people know how to sound like a lot of people on the internet. Like I, I doubt most people wanted, you know, hated Kelly Marie Tran with this passion. People just watched the movie mm-hmm. and were like, ah, I didn't like it. I'm going to move on with my life. Like, which yeah. is what you should do with most movies, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, there's a million others that exist. It's fine. <laughs> But but I think it's also tied into this fact that you get a lot of these. I, I know it's a cliche statement to say forty year old man children, but like the reason they get so offended by the Star Wars movies because it's all they have. Yeah, they believe because they never branched out to anything else. But it's you, not even as a paying customer, just for the lifetime investment, the emotional investment that they've put into this franchise, when ultimately it means nothing, and they're failing to make the connection there and. Yeah, precisely. It was made That's to sell it. toys. It was day, made to sell toys. You're, you're banging on about yeah. your 600 quid. Oh, no, no, no. I got, listen, I got Darth Maul's spider legs for 1,500 pounds. I'm wearing the right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think my um, my favorite bit of like uh, missing like missing yes. the point is the whole red pill thing. Yeah, that, like people do online from the Matrix. That mm. is just the, the the fucking perfect illustration of not getting like what you're watching at all. Yeah, like that that song literally ends with what a, a song about how um, white supremacy is bad. Yeah, but but people sort of were like, oh, this is this is a you know a movie about the Sigma grind set. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like people, but people do that with every movie. Like misinterpretation is a thing. This is why. Well, see, like- I I know our good friend Enpart is gonna get mad at me for rehashing or relitigating this, but <laughs> The Matrix is, in essence, a very simple film. It just follows the hero's journey. And the red pill and the yeah. blue pill is, will you answer the call to adventure, adventure or will you decline? Easy. It is not, it's, it's nothing beyond that. It's like the Ring of Power and Lord of the Rings, it, you know? lightsaber in Star Wars to bring it back to fucking Star Wars again. <laughs> I know. Well, Star Wars heavily draws from, you know, the hero's journey, and that's why every film in existence now does the same. Mm. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, that's our starting point. If if you guys have anything to say on this topic. I've got um, (laughs) to... I've got a couple of like uh, quotes from a video. It was the Matrix Resurrections is a failure. Failure oh, in all yeah. caps there, so you know. You now know that's a good video. Yeah. By, um, so by how, just how severely is Fanboy Flicks yeah. mugging in the in the video thumbnail? <laughs> uh, Fanboy Flicks was um, at the the very sort of like calm and normal end of the the, the spectrum. Uh, one of the more one of the more reasonable people, still like I, I would say a dipshit, but not anywhere near the the sort of like yeah. scale of 
fucking hate crime that the other guys were at. That is the weird thing with like YouTube film reviewers. Like even if they are on the more reactionary side, like you can get totally different types of just guy. Like you'll get someone wearing a suit and who is composed, like yeah. sitting in an armchair and you just know he's broken so many age of consent laws. And like and then you get like just a guy in like a white t shirt looking like who Peter Griffin similarly in front broken of, like, so many posters. age of consent laws. Yeah. And 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 the posters are usually probably terminated to um the Matrix, funnily enough. And not Pulp Fiction, um, that's a bit more dude bro than weird reactionary Star Wars guy. Oh, for Probably sure. Probably an Empire Strikes Back poster as well, if I was to get really specific. Yeah. So anyway, this guy's, this guy's video, he, he spends ages complaining about how um, the, the mm. film's like rubbish and why did they need to make a sequel? Like Hollywood's always just going back to like old ideas instead of doing new ideas. Mm. And I'm sitting watching this and I'm thinking, well, that is the point of the fucking film yeah um but then he 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 gets he gets to a point where he actually addresses that (laughs) is this lena wachowski basically speaking to the audience telling them she didn't really want to do this movie but warner bros put her in a position (gasps) where if she didn't do it they were going to get someone else to most likely is it possible that this movie in itself is a critique on the fact that studios more and more keep trying to revive old franchises with remakes and sequels and reboots Maybe, but quite uh, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> no, because what he would have rather, he'd rather, oh, you know, just make the same movie again, but Bullet Time has 10 and guys with guns. Every single guy is instead. <laughs> I was going to say Morpheus, but then I don't know. Just the opportunity presented itself. <laughs> I don't know. I think I had a Mandela effect there where I just registered Morpheus as Morbius. <laughs> this is a bonus episode. No one's going to listen. You're fine. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't say that. You're allowed to make fun of me. It's fine. As you say in that video, that's what very much stems from it because, like, that same kind of guy is like, oh then why did you make the movie but like if it was like a more epic movie um with you know 100 million more special effects or whatever like those same guys would have loved it yeah and it's like look, i can understand if you actually have genuine criticisms I-, I like the new matrix movie i do have some critiques of it but like I think it's a good movie because I like movies like that. I, I, I'm a big Twin Peaks guy. It reminded me of like Twin Peaks Return in that way. But um, it's very... it's Fanboys, they don't like it when you go away from the formula. Yeah. Um, but they don't like it when you stick too close to the formula. But these guys, mainly they just don't like people who aren't white or men. Or they only like women if they say two lines in a movie, and they wear (laughs) jean shorts. Yeah, like like, you know, movies for twelve-year-olds. Because like, and because this movie slightly challenged, you know, the worst generation. Connor starts World War Three on bonus episode of Praxis Cast. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I said a lot of almost, I'm not even intending it to be so but um, yeah it's like you 
ta- you tackle something like that because no one moved on for stuff. And I'm not saying you have to grow out of every movie you watch. Like you still love The Matrix when you're like 40 or 50 years old, especially if it changed your life or whatever. But it's like this weird attachment. People have parasocial relationships with their media because that is the only thing they have um if because with capital you're spending a thousand pounds on some merchandise so this thing you deserve to be treated better at least in their mind they see it as you know if i'm buying the ghostbusters proton pack well, not I even a, a good, good one, ghostbusters just something that replicates the same way that i felt watching it as a naive child. There's all the you, same thing, thing, I think, you'll find. You, you've got to grow up. Mm. <laughs> you know, life moves on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's like my very, my very, like, unsightable, um, what would you call it? Unsightable theory is that ending of Star Wars Rogue One is probably what set us on the path we currently are on. Hollywood was always getting that way, but that Darth Vader scene in yes. Star Wars Rogue One has done so much damage to cinema. <laughs> like, yeah. now, now everything has to be, we have to have Luke Skywalker in this scene. We have to have this in that scene. We have to have a character from 30 years ago in this scene. All because of that. And I know people can say, oh, The Force Awakens, that trailer and everything. But like, you still get nerds online citing that Rogue One scene. I'm like, it's all right. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Like, like it's not bad but it's if not you ask good my opinion of, of rogue one that is it, as a whole it's not bad this is not good it's just like it's just a film it's an incredibly um, mediocre movie but every one of those youtube yeah. guys fucking loves it to them it's like it's the only good disney star wars thing to them and that is yeah. it's just because of you know, the ending. Well, it's it's it, yeah, it's optics. It's optics. Yeah. It's the slowly uh, uh, unsheathed lights. I don't know. Is that unsheathing a lightsaber if you switch it on? Hey, Am yeah. I gonna get cancelled for, for for? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I've said worse things about Star Wars fans. Well, like, um, does anyone here particularly care about spoilers for Obi Wan Kenobi, the, the TV show? N- nope. No. Nah, to. But so. <laughs> like. I have watched four episodes of this fucking thing and barely four, anything is happening. Four. I thought you only watched two. Oh, I, I watched three episodes. I watched three <gasps> or four episodes. And like basically, um it like they have a duel in like the second episode and like it's so shat I know what they're already going to do. They're like it's gonna be five episodes of filler and then the last episode they're gonna have the epic lightsaber fight and everyone's gonna pretend it was good. <laughs> like that, that, that's what's gonna happen i guarantee and they're it gonna, they're gonna insert some reference to the you know that they're meeting again in a new hope and and suddenly a, a line will, will have a new meaning and people will praise it for being groundbreaking seminal but, iterative stories but it sucks <laughs> and this is what annoys me about modern media criticism because we're getting tv for babies i'm sorry if that's condescending <laughs> to anyone who's listening i hope the what um i hope the lifesaver fight they have is at least as long as the the fucking one they had in what was it revenge of the sith or something oh it's gonna be the entire episode i guarantee i I guarantee it's gonna be the whole 30 40 minutes and Mm. fans are gonna be like this is the most epic thing i've ever seen i'm like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) like have you ever felt the touch of a human being (laughs) i I don't know i feel i'm being mean now i feel i'm being mean now well see that's the thing anakin had (laughs) 
That that pad mussy was too good. That's why he fell in the lava. She died of a broken heart. You know, you must have had a good dick. See, that, that's the thing. Like, I'm a hypocrite because I'm not a total prequels defender because Attack of the Clones sucks ass. But like, like, I will defend Attack of the Clones. Yeah, if you like death, it, because it's like a, you say it's like a Douglas Sirk melodrama or all some bullshit like that. Like a, uh, peanut, a period drama. Okay, I thought you said it was like a melodrama. It is a melodrama, yeah. drama, but I'm not quite sure it's Douglas Sirk. It's George Lucas's Douglas Sirk. It doesn't movie. have enough colours. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But well, the lightsabers are colours. But like, I like Revenge of the Sith. That's where my hypocrisy is. But like, I'll admit that's where my nostalgia is. But like. That's where it ends. I'm not going to, like... Like, when I watched Rise of Skywalker, I wasn't like, I'm going to make this my whole life's project. I was just like, oh, okay. I'm just going to do something else. I mean, <laughs> say, say what you like about Rise of Skywalker. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I like it when Chewbacca's in that ship and it gets blown up, but he survives. Because he, he was in another ship. He fucking deserves it. <laughs> he was in another ship. That happens with about five different characters in that film. It's so yeah. good. Oh, and he gets that medal at the end, which is really funny. Yeah. Like, that was a moment that was made for cinema sins type guys. Like, that was... No, like, I feel the entire, the entire film Well, was. the entire movie, but, like, that medal scene is, like, a kind of cherry on top. Because that's the thing everyone... That's, like, the eagles to Mordor thing for Star yeah. Wars, yes. guys, you know? That, that and, and who shot first, right? Mm. And who shot first, I guess, was addressed in The yeah. Force Awakens. I don't... So that's the thing, like, I think this media... <laughs> just exhausted talking about yeah. it. Well, like, this nitpicky media literacy thing isn't new. I think it has become more mainstream, though, because with the Han shot first, eagles to Mordor, like, that kind of... It, it is kind of always been prevalent in, like different like fandoms and stuff but now i think it's leaked into the popular culture of film and television because all film and television is that now it's not the niche it's not the the nerds won the nerds won they They won that's why i'm better absolutely you have you have kevin feige he's not his background is not remotely in film he is a comic comic book guy to the core yeah from my understanding not a very good one but I have no <laughs> to speak on comic books. I don't know if either of you do. Not at all. He's probably not the worst guy Marvel have ever produced because there was a guy working for Marvel who pretended to be a Japanese writer. Ah, I remember hearing about this. Yeah, for like years, and because he was, he was. <laughs> Would his work involve Japanese stereotypes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, the, the 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 only comics I read are the Junji Ito mangas, and I've read the Scott Pilgrims. That's about it. Yes. <laughs> That's what oh, I've I've read Watchmen. I read that in high school, and I didn't I understand like Nancy. it. Yeah, Nancy's great. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy good Nancy. Sluggo is Sluggo is lit. Yeah. <laughs> Sluggo is a liar and a fraud. <laughs> Look, the only comic I would read is if you put all like the Garfield panels into a compilation. Like that, that, that that's that's all I'm reading. Just, just 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 give me a compilation of Garfield panels in a hardback, and I'll read that. That's what your PhD should be. It's in Garfield. Film, learning film analysis from a composite of Garfield strips. <laughs> Pretty much. Right, so should we move on to um, yes, the, the section on uh, a lot of nerd critique is powered by misogyny in a manner very reminiscent of Gamergate? Yeah. Um, Agreed. Next. 
<laughs> so from a video uh, by someone called Phil Mentor. Oh God! Yeah. Um, oh, wow. The video. The video was titled "The Three Five Five: Why Hollywood's Female Action Films Flop." Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and it started with a rant about how these constant, like, female-led action films flopping are the reason why this guy can't sell his awesome female-led action screenplay. Mm. Oh, so jot that down. Um, <laughs> but then the the quote the quote I wanted to highlight was the issue isn't that the heroes are women but rather that because the heroes are women, the movie gets this false sense that it can do less than it otherwise would have to. What what does that even mean? I think he's saying that like the the film is bad because they they were just satisfied to have women in it, and that's enough. They didn't need to make the women do any stunts or anything. Oh, okay. I don't like the 355 because it's CIA propaganda. He doesn't like the 355 because it's got women in it. <laughs> That's the difference. Because it, it, it had women in it and because it panders to China, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, how, how does it pander to China? There's a Chinese woman in it. Oh. That's how it works now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works in the film industry. <laughs> yeah, the, like how Popeye pandas to spinach. <laughs> so there's a lot of spinach product placement in Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, from a video by by a guy called Vito, right? This was the Last <laughs> Jedi, a complete cinematic failure, oh, and that's a Christ. that's a phrase that comes up quite a lot. When, 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 when was this video released? Was it released recently? It was. Um, right? I think. Uh, I, no, it was it was six months after the the film was out in cinemas. Because oh, okay, he, thank he mentioned, God. Uh, okay. He mentioned that he'd waited that long so that he could get the Blu-ray. Uh, he still bought it yeah like jokes exactly. on him torrent Dis- it Disney, Disney has still got his fucking money yeah. I'm sorry I'm sorry look look uh, this is the bonus episode so no one's gonna hear this but if I'm fucking putting clips of a movie and I'm torrenting it even if I like it no. <laughs> it's easier you gotta get a bloody blu-ray disc scanner to scan it yeah, into your computer yeah but he's a nerd he doesn't know how to do anything oh, that's yeah. what this all comes down yeah. well, cause, cause all, he needs to get he... the big Darth Vader box set head that has all Star Wars movies in it. You call it a cinematic failure? Why? Because Luke has a, a, a decent character arc and some yeah. personality and some characterization for once in his life on screen. I think actually they call it a cinematic failure because that neatly sidesteps the uh, the the idea that like their opinion is like just their opinion. Yeah. No, precisely, precisely. It, what they wanted was. You know, for the new cast to step aside and for the old one to, you know, get the man, take the mantle back <laughs> when uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. not the theme of the film at all. Neither is it the theme of Star Wars ever. That's that, that's what's so fucking annoying about. Well, there's a lot of things annoying about these reactionary YouTube guys, but like they they dress up their bullshit you know, nonsense words in this kind of almost Jordan Peterson-esque, oh, this is objective uh, rationality kind of thing yeah. of like, yeah. oh, you know, I know, you know nothing about movies. You, you, you've watched like the same seven movies and you think you're a genius because you've watched them a million times. I've seen Goodfellas like 30 times and I'm not an expert on Italian-Americans. Like, <laughs> Italian-Irish-Americans, get it right. You're no Henry right, yeah, I'm telling you, you yeah. never will be. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Italian-slash-Irish-Americans, yeah. So in, in a section of that video, which is titled Hashtag Believe Women, 
So oh, God. brace yourselves. Oh, no. This purple-haired lady is Holdo, who looks like she's about to hold an intersectional lecture on modern Afrocentric oh. feminism rather than command Fucking a fleet yeah. of rebel soldiers. But Leia right. gets knocked the fuck out, so the liberal arts major is up to bat. What, what, what's an intersectional lecture? <laughs> they talk two. Di- they they teach two different subjects. They teach geography <laughs> and history <laughs> in the same in the same subject. I am sick of of rehashing this entire. This was tired oh, in 2016, 2015. I know. Yeah. You as a as a, a boss or a manager in any capacity, if you have a subordinate who is who is gonna blow up and kill everyone on, on your side, you're not gonna divulge confidential information to them. No. It's not that fucking hard to wrap your head around. But of course. The handsome guy who they project themselves onto has to take an L. And, uh, of course, that that doesn't, you know, compute. I'm surprised these reactionary guys do latch on to Oscar Isaac, because isn't he Hispanic? Or do they not know that? Need I remind you of the hierarchy of racism? Uh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess they see Oscar Isaac as passing, so like they they look past that. <laughs> yeah. Well, precisely. Also, in the in the the hierarchy of like angry nerd racism, women with like coloured hair are at the very bottom yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're at the top. They're near the top. Yeah. They're in the top five at least. <laughs> Bisexual women. <laughs> yeah. Another another quote from this uh, this video that I thought was good was occasionally you can get away with making a completely serious superhero movie. Did anyone want to guess which movie he puts on screen at this point? Ah, uh, uh, Civil War. Batman Civil War. Superman. Joker. The Dark, the Dark Knight. Oh, The Dark Knight. Because uh, <laughs> you cite The Dark Knight when you've seen five movies. But it's easier to just make a bunch of jokes and admit that the whole superhero thing is dumb. But there's nothing inherently dumb about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there yes, is. There it's is. a little green frog yes, who talks backwards. <laughs> like, come the on. The character is named after the creator. <laughs> it's a self insert. Did they, did they, did they, all this film is. Did they forget about the prequels that had every racial stereotype known to man? And like, like did, did, did they like forget about like that whole disco? It, that's the funniest thing about like the sequels. Hey, like a whole generation of people just forgot about the fuck it, everything wrong with the prequels because yeah. then they were like, oh, I love these movies. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> like, you hated these movies two minutes ago. Sorry, <laughs> like, why don't you like representation in films? Oh uh, look, I, I think Watto is a great character. In my opinion. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! Um, oh. That is satire. You don't need to cut that out. Oh. <laughs> a different, a different terrible shithead now, but still on the subject of fucking Star Wars making him angry. Uh, from Disney Panics, Obi Wan Kenobi is awful. By, oh yeah, uh-huh. classic. An, an adult man calling himself Nerdrotic. Oh, hell yeah. And if you're wondering whether or not he's earned that name, I'm going to put a picture of him in the uh, the recording channel now. Oh, yes, I'm going to have a look Let's see. Imagine that. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. He's, oh, imagine, oh. That, imagine that between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat pussy. Come on, let's get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> he just extends his tongue, just gives a little eh, and I'm done. Oh, he's got free Spider-Man in the background. Hell yeah. 
This is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. I feel bad for all the guys who had Scarface posters who got shit for that. Like this is a hundred <laughs> times worse than that. I'd rather I'd rather get topped by a guy with a Scarface poster than this have this guy whisper in my ear. You know, like. Ugh. <laughs> He would whisper <laughs> in your ear. No, he's gonna. Uh, no, he, 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 he would. He would barely with. You would like growl at you with barely contained fumes. <laughs> um, no. One of those. Just, just yeah. One. Yeah. A pump and a half, and he's done. <laughs> he's the kind of guy like he's like. Oh, have I got chicken nuggets again? Hell yeah. Oh my god. Okay, okay. I spot on the left hand side of the video a Gina Carano doll. Yeah. Oh hell so, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, is this going where I think it's going? On his mic stand, where you can look at the arse of it. Oh, yeah, what's he got on that? <laughs> really? Wait, I'm going to zoom in now. Oh, <laughs> he does. It's literally... Oh. Yeah, it's the only one that's in focus. Oh, my God. Are you fucking creep? Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, till you hear the, wait till you hear the quote I've picked from his video, right? Does anyone want to guess oh, wow. what the... What the you'll, never, you'll never get it in a million years, but does anyone want to take a wild punt at the quote from this video about Disney panics, Obi-Wan Kenobi is awful? Was it something to do with race? No. Um, no? So, yeah, so it's nothing to do with that character that was yeah. getting... Is it about young Princess Leia? No, I, I mean, all of that stuff came up in the video, but this, this right. specific quote, Hollywood um, used to be the land of opportunity, but now it's just the mm -hmm. land of opportunism. And on a day where we saw a world-famous opportunist get her ass handed to her in court, shot of Amber Heard <laughs> crying... <laughs> God. Justice for Johnny Depp. We're going to talk about another world-famous opportunist, except this time it's not an individual adult pretender with no talent. He oh, uses Jesus that phrase Christ. adult pretender several times in that video, and I have no idea what mm. the fuck he's talking about. I think they're called actors. I, 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 I hate it when people say no talent, because it reminds me... Have you seen the video of that guy uh, in New York heckling um, a trumpet player? And he's like, I'm an NU... I'm an NYU film school graduate, uh, like because he just says you uh, presumptuous no talent in like the funniest voice. Whenever these guys say that, like just Frankie that Weedman guy. hits the streets, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But like, yeah, oh god, yeah, of course he's a, a, a pro Johnny Depp guy. That, that, that checks out. Yeah, and um, this video, this video was definitely one of the fucking low points of my research. Yeah, he, um, he reads out a bunch of tweets from people he doesn't like in what I can only describe as gay voice. <laughs> and then, um, every time, every time he, he says the word racist, he pronounces it with like a really, really rolled R just to express oh. how, like, his contempt for the notion of racism uh, oh, yeah. as a concept. Oh fuck! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, just just an awful cunt all around, quite frankly, like. Oh, did you ever see that video of the guy when Parasite won Best Picture? And he was like, what do you mean Parasite won Best Picture? It's not in English. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, Joker was right there. And I'm like, of course it's Matt. I want a Joker to win Best Picture. A uh, movie that is basically for 10-year-olds. No, it's no, it's the king of comedy for 10-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Which is funny because king of comedy is a PG and like Joker's a 15, but like it's the King other of way Cold around. Is a PG. Yeah, it's a PG. Oh man, we used to be a country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's right. Hollywood was the land of yeah, opportunity. 
<laughs> I, I take everything back. Well, it's, it's a good thing you mentioned Joker there because the other the, the other thing I was going to touch on before we moved away from the misogyny was the um, the infamous eleven hour forty four minute epic responding to Jenny Nicholson's "Well, I uh, didn't like Joker." Oh, Mola, you didn't watch all that, did you? Did I fuckers like no? <laughs> Fine. I was going to say you're insane if you, you watched know. that. No, he watched it on double speed. <laughs> I, 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 I skipped through until I found the point where they actually started talking about uh, Jenny Nicholson's video, and it was over an hour, over an hour in. Oh, fuck off! And the first thing they do is immediately accuse her of wearing too much makeup. Oh, come yeah, of course they say that. They've never, they've never seen kidding. a woman. They've never spoken to a woman. <laughs> you, no, they've never seen a woman off a TV screen. If you're, if you're doing nine-hour videos about this shit, like, yeah, of course you've never, like, left your house. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, that is beyond... Because uh, yeah. didn't he do a bunch of them about like the Star Wars sequels as well, or some bullshit like that? And yeah. like he, he has like a very passionate fan base who's like, no, Mauler is very, very detailed. It's like every like clip I've seen of him, he's like, um, the lightsaber <laughs> was meant to be green, <laughs> and it's blue. Like in that cadence, that exact yeah. like spe- like the reason it's nine hours long is because it takes them nine hours to say a paragraph. Oh, that that and that and the fact that it's like a, a fucking clown car. There's like three or four people involved. Oh, that's his podcast, I think. Yeah, like that's his podcast posse. Yeah, like he has he has his own channel, which is Mauler. I hate that I fucking know this. It should not be in my brain. <laughs> that's where that's where these videos were. Um, and uh. I, I'll note he was the only one of these dipshits who wasn't verified on YouTube. that's so fucking funny jesus christ yeah but like he does his individual like analyses and then he has like a bullshit podcast like with two other guys and they talk about they do responses to people over nine hours i'm sorry podcasts does not need to be nine hours long unless you guys have done a nine hour podcast then i take that back (laughs) you know they made a little stream once (laughs) yeah yeah, James has done streams that long, but Stre- but streams are kind of like a different thing, though, aren't they? Like I-, I say this as we stream, but like you, yeah, streams are something you put on when you don't really want to do anything. Podcasts are what you put on when you're doing something, mm. or vice versa, depending on the person. <laughs> but it's like those Hassan streams. I doubt people are watching all fourteen hours of them in one sitting. You know, they're probably going off, washing dishes, coming back, sort of thing. Yeah, they uh, don't wash their dishes, Connor. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm wrong on that one. I, 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 I misinterpreted the demographic. My credibility has gone out of the window. I will now leave the podcast. I know. Who knew the person you'd be libeling today was yourself? <laughs> yeah, I found a video while I was fucking around looking at the worst movie shit on YouTube by Patrick Willems, mm-hmm. um, who is a, a rare YouTube cinema enjoyer. Yeah. Um, and the video was called Shut Up About Plot Holes, um, which is good advice, I think. Um, yeah, Nick. And it, it introduced me to uh, the website movieplotholes.com, uh, right, which contains the, f- the following major plot hole for the usual suspects. Verbal Kint only learns about the existence and appearance of Kaiser Soze at the end of the film, but when someone asks what language the ship sailors are using, Kint says it's Hungarian. How could he know that? He wouldn't be able to recognize the language unless he had heard it before and is more or less familiar with it. More or less familiar. 
But he could be familiar in Hungarian. How did this, how did those people not know that? Maybe he grew <laughs> up on the streets with a with 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 a Hungarian um, uh, gangster, a Hungarian mob. Yeah, you, you, you need to explain every single yeah. language. I mean, character it's knows. it's a plot hole because they don't explain in the film why you might know like any possible reason why the, the that that character might know Hungarian. It's, what you uh, should do when you go into the cinema. Is that you know, like you go to a football game and they give you like a program for it and it tells you all about who's playing and shit like that. What they should do is they should give you like a D&D character sheet for all the characters <laughs> in the film. Well, that's what the credits are for, right? Yeah, <laughs> there was a there was another thing on that page which was like an un, unresolved issue, I think they called it, which was why did Chaz Palmiontieri's character never turn around and look at the wall just to check that like the guy wasn't making shit up off his notice board? I don't know. Because it's a movie. I, I walk downstairs and I forget what I'm looking for. So, you know. <laughs> that, that's something that annoys me about like plot hole criticism. And yeah. That, like, people, when they watch movies, they seem to think characters are ambivalent. Or whatever, when like you know, Shirley, when you're you're writing a movie, like yeah, if you want your character to be smart, you want them to be smart, but also you want them to be a human being. Like I yeah. fucking forget if I've locked the door when I leave the house. <laughs> yeah, like, there's like, a huge like, streak of um, like I would simply have, and it's like no, you wouldn't. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah What's like, that um, that bit in Community? Where like the guy talks about like if they like a proper horror film would be like the the two people listening on the radio, to, mm. and they hear a serial <laughs> yeah. killer's escaped, and they're like, should we call the police? And he's like, should we like go out and investigate? And he's like, no, we should call the police, and then stand back to back in the middle of the room holding knives. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. People like it's just it's. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people do that thing of like, well, if I was in that situation, this, that, that, that. It's like, no, no, no one would. Well, no, because you're, you're not watching a movie. Yeah, you're not factoring in emotion, <laughs> adrenaline. I don't know bias. There's any number of well, factors that they... could play into it. That's why characterization is important, and you can't just distinguish them with different superhero costumes. Anyway, <laughs> if a character is a bit of a klutz, they're gonna be a klutz. They're gonna trip over when they're running away from the monster. Mm. Like it's it's called a shorthand, so the audience instantly understands. Like, oh, this character's a bit of a klutz. Okay, cool. <laughs> like you know, uh, yeah, yeah that's a character name? flaw, and your characters aren't supposed to have those. Yeah. They're meant to be perfect yeah. human beings. They're meant to be my ideal. But Just... if they're a woman, they're a Mary Sue. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that that comes up a lot. Um, the other thing is as well, a lot of these um, a lot of these guys have like suggestions on how they would have done stuff better, and it it always like reads like. Um, something off tv tropes yeah. do you know what i mean like they've just oh, yeah, gone yeah, through yeah. the different tropes pages <laughs> and like made a list so like you know instead of luke skywalker being sad or like depressed he should instead be like a badass with a heart of gold and they're just going out <laughs> like, ticking these things off as they go past each one i would simply be stoic <laughs> <laughs> i would simply not be a youtuber <laughs> pretty much that seems to be the answer to all of life's problems don't be a youtuber uh, but the solution is to Get then find no the, the solution is to find a milf 
Yeah, that, that's the ending of Don. Yes. <laughs> oh, spoilers, man. I haven't watched that. Oh, no. He gets with Julianne more at Rome. Oh, nice. It's lovely. It's, it's true romance. But yeah, like yeah, just don't become a YouTube film reviewer like that. That that should be the moral of anyone. Or don't yeah, don't story. manage. Do it on Twitch instead. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't review the movies. We just very very legally watch them. Yes, yeah. and make with minimal commentary. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. We, we we make intelligent commentary, of course. Nothing yeah. again, groundbreaking stuff. People come to yeah. us for all the latest. And, and it's 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 a it's a cool movie. Some good commentary and like watching the pair of you chase chat around with tasers. Yes. <laughs> oh, or, or discuss discuss takeout. That that was that was a topic where we got bored during a film that I can't. Oh remember. yeah. <laughs> oh, was it Underworld? Yeah, or it was like, one of the bad uh, pre-code gangster films. Oh no, it might have it. Or, uh... Trying to figure, yeah, we'll, we'll get off topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we also go on tangents. Um, yes, um, we do need a cattle prod. <laughs> to just put us back in line. <laughs> but instead, we've been given the, the the cattle prod with which to harass the chat. As... <laughs> I'm, I'm just not up to the. I'm just not but... up to the job of chat today. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, but yeah, I think with fucking. What were we on about? Plot holes? <laughs> plot yeah. holes yeah. yeah, plot holes. Plot holes. Yeah. Uh, who gives a shit about plot holes? I, I, I don't watch a movie and I'm like, oh, what do you mean Forrest Gump ran around the country? First of all, it's a shit movie. Second, I don't care. It shouldn't occupy your brain. Like, the name Mauler shouldn't occupy my brain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, luckily, I can answer the question who gives a shit? It's all of the dickheads I've mentioned before now. <laughs> Just their um, little. I think, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think plot holes are, like, a thing that you should be annoyed about in some fucking types of films. Well, if it's an actual plot hole. Yeah, maybe. yeah, if it's an actual plot hole, then yeah. Like, if it's some fucking thriller. And like something happens that just doesn't make any fucking sense at all and cannot be rectified, then it's, it's kind of maybe fucked it and took you out of it if it's been taking you along a chain of events and it's not a very good film. Yeah. But like, how often does that really fucking well, happen? Exactly. Do you want, do you want to hear it, right it, that film? You know, is it an oversight in terms of actual, I don't know, quality, or is it just mm. a mistake? Like everyone makes it every single fucking job, you know? At, yeah. <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, it's labour. It's a result of labour, you know? Did you know there's yeah. a there's a shot in Gladiator where you can see someone in the crowd wearing jeans and that's a plot hole? <laughs> the Starbucks, like, the infamous Starbucks time travel. You know, Game of Thrones? Plot hole. Yeah. Where's mm, that on yeah. your soundboard, David? <laughs> I'll add it. <laughs> the dick at the back of Teen Wolf, that was a plot hole. <laughs> yeah, they hear about that. What about the dick of Pink Narcissus that just kind of waggles around? <laughs> I don't know if really that's a plot does. hole. <laughs> but yeah, one one guy um one guy made a response video to Patrick Willems that was about like half an hour long and it was mostly about how it actually is a plot hole and people should care that they don't show how Bruce Wayne gets back to Gotham after he escapes from the prison in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Fuck Jesus off. Who's thinking about it that Christ. hard at the time? That movie's already like seven hours long. I don't need another 20 minutes of him walking back. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And um, at the other at the other end of the scale, like a lot of the video responses, basically boiled down to "Shut the fuck up, you're not my real dad." 
I mean, yeah, true. Big mad that he dared suggest that they should like not care about plot holes. Yeah. Um, well, they shouldn't. Uh, it's yeah. just a way to fucking feel smart after you've watched the film. Mm. Like that, that's all it is. Look yeah. at the thing I noticed. I'm very fucking intelligent. <laughs> yeah, there was a five-hour response video about that from the um, Every Frame of Pause dipshits, you know, led by Muller. Um, oh yeah. And Muller introduces the concept of Patrick Willems to, to his his podcast crew by saying, "From what I've heard, he's someone who really loved the Last Jedi." I mean, which is a, <laughs> the ultimate answer. A concern they also voiced about Jenny Nicholson once they got done discussing her appearance. I'd rather one of those guys just call me a slur. Well, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard this f word. I've heard this guy's an f word. You know, like it, you know, it's like okay, yeah, I like the movie. Like just, just call me a slur instead. I don't care. I know. <laughs> I was at the pub like I don't know a month or so ago and. Uh, but actually meeting someone in person who called me mad for saying The Last Jedi is my favourite Star Wars movie. <laughs> 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 I was... <laughs> and I'll continue to maintain so that. I know. They still get so upset about that movie. That movie came out like five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So much has changed since then. You, and again, yeah. they, the nerds, they won again. The backlash yeah, of that did. film, they won you know, and, and instead of making databases about plot holes, find the ones about uh, about women smoking in movies. <laughs> <laughs> or find the one about feet. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm still gonna read. I'm, I'm gonna read a couple, a couple uh, uh, reviews still because you know we need a palate cleanser. This uh, this regards uh, well, this entry regards whatever happened to Baby Jane, the 1962 uh, film. Uh, this concerns uh, John Cro- Joan Crawford, Marjorie Bennett, <laughs> Anna Lee, and Betty Davis. So we've got four women in one being reviewed for their smoking here. Gillespie has one good scene where she holds the smoke in her mouth a while before exhaling. (laughs) Crawford, Bennett and Leah are all awful to look at, however, so their smoking isn't worth looking out for. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can have that out, my laugh. (laughs) High Fidelity 2000, Catherine Zeta-Jones. One brief holding scene, comma, very disappointing. (laughs) Must, must do better. <laughs> I pledge to do better uh, in my smoking scenes. This is the uh, these are the only valid reviews that I I accept. You know, they, they might be rooted in former criticism. It's the only misogyny that that. It's asking. It's asking for more representation of women smoking cigarettes. Yes, and I think that is a charitable and courageous cause it's noble. that more people should engage with. Yeah. You know? It is the, it's the singular <laughs> It's Movie Time Baby cause and every subscription we pledge will donate <laughs> increasing the amount of cigarettes seen in women's hands in, in cinema. <laughs> Just digitally alter it like into other movies like George Lucas does. We'll get Red yeah. Tixie yeah. to do it. We'll get Red Tixie to do it. We're all set mm. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so the final, the final fucking uh, like dipshit that I wanted to bring up was fucking cinema sins. Yeah, I absolutely fucking hate this cunt with a passion. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, Inception. Um, so people often accuse cinema sins of just nitpicking, 
but nitpicking implies that there's actually a fucking fault there. Mm, and like yeah. what this prick does is just make shit up to fill time. Yes. Um, so mm. a, a few examples. Uh, the title card of Starship Troopers is boring. Um, <laughs> he compares it. He compares it to a fucking indie movie about a piece of fruit in a cup. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he complains what? that he complains that Speed Racer is. I, I think. I think the complaint is that it's too colourful. What? At the start of Speed Racer, when like the- when the young Speed Racer walks out of the school and everything's primary colours outside, he says, "I guess this movie is saying that Speed sees the world in Sonic the Hedgehog." But goddamn, is this going to be tough to get through? He's a child. Hard. Hard. Is that English? It's a children's (laughs) film. I'm pretty sure it's a PG, isn't it? You have John Goodman in a dad polo and a dad mustache. And it's based off a cartoon. Why does my VHS player smell like toast? It's one of the, you know, Speed Race is one of the last vestiges of, of, of an era in cinema where where chimps could co-star in films and you wouldn't have to think about the animal rights implications. I need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial thing. More chimp sidekicks in cinema. That's what the MCU's missing. That, that, that's my only complaint with modern cinema. Let's replace Iron Man chimps. with a chimp. <laughs> Well, no, because all the chimp. No, because all the chimps are played by Andy Serkis now. <laughs> he looks like a chimp, but he's not a chimp. And if you're gonna have someone in a mocap suit, it better be Denny Levant in Holy Motors. Yeah. That's for the knee. That's for the niche um, um, uh, world cinema listeners out there. Uh, their first, their first complaint about interview with the vampire is essentially this is a bit gay. Man, my complaint would be it's not gay enough. He says, wow, mid-90s era Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Holy fuck, I wonder what kind of motorcycle driving, panty-dropping action classic we'll get out of this gem with the two most popular leading men of all time. I just snorted a line of testosterone to get in the mood, baby. Yeah, it just sounds like he's he's jealous he doesn't look like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, to be honest. Yeah. Probably. And then um, I, I saw this one and then I, I couldn't watch any more of their fucking videos. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? The video, and admittedly, I only clicked on that because I thought that's bound to annoy me more than anything else I've seen on here. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. So the video starts with an ad for a thriller the guy's written. Um, <laughs> I, would, wow. I would highly recommend everyone buy a copy and keep it with them. Then if they ever meet what? the guy, they can shove it up his Sorry, arse. Sorry, what's this, what's this book called? <laughs> um, uh, let's see if we can find an excerpt. What's it called? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I did not take a note of that. Um, something about corn. Okay, cinema um, sins corn book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the corn is waist high. Yes, that was it. Oh. What the fuck kind of? Okay, book let's see. This content is blocked by my organisation. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's, what? what's your what's your organization? Is it the Secret Service jumping in front of that bullet for you? In the early 1980s, a tiny rural Indiana farm town experiences a series of confounding and violent murders that shock the community. Father Solomon Lancaster, the town's dry-witted <laughs> sheriff and priest at the community Catholic Church, finds himself on the forefront of the investigation. Well, that sounds like shit. Why is he the sheriff and the priest? 
Sounds like he just ripped <laughs> off Midnight Mass. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Uh, I've got that. I pulled up the um, sample on on, uh, on Amazon. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> I would like to dedicate this book to the tiny farming towns of Indiana where I grew up and the warm and weird people who live there. This book is a thriller with murders and such, but it is also a bit of a love letter to a specific time and place in my life that was very formative for me. I'll always consider myself a Hoosier. Chapter one. Mur murders and such. <laughs> yeah. I love when the murders and such are very formative to me. <laughs> everything <laughs> that's like what he wrote there sounds like oh my god I okay when, when, whenever i have to defend norfolk on twitter that's what it sounds like <laughs> i'm like it may be shit but like it's where i grew up with all the words oh, no, no, all the murders and such <laughs> yeah all the murders and such okay please can i just read the first three paragraphs please yeah go for it okay go so this it. is chapter one the, the, the lily my third murder was my first I had. <laughs> Imagine three marbles on the edge of a cliff. Okay. My, my third murder was my first. I had two prior, of course, but officials hadn't recognized them as homicides at the time, and so they'd been classified merely as deaths. It would be a while before anyone realized that those first two were actually also intentional murders and not just accidental. Years, in fact. <laughs> the one that sentence. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's that's good. What's happened there is right. He's gave us something. Immediately, there's a potential plot, yes. hole, but he's filled it in, <laughs> and that's that's fine. He's he's perfect in story. Okay, so do you know do you know how he begins the second paragraph? You know how he begins the second paragraph? My other models. Anyway, I'd had six deaths during <laughs> my time as sheriff of Crooked Creek, Indiana. That was over a period of about ten years. But I'd never had a murder until now. Again, not counting the two prior that weren't currently considered <laughs> homicides. So wait, is the sheriff the murderer? What? <laughs> it's just like Dexter was sheriff, but he keeps reiterating the this is only paragraph two. He's really, really proud of that little twist he's come up with, hasn't he? I haven't revealed it in the first page. Oh, okay, 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 next line. Actually, I've probably explained this enough already. Let's move on. It's like some year four dear diary. This guy read American Psycho once and was like, oh, I've got a book idea. Oh, well, okay. This, I'm going to end it here because, I mean, we could go on, but... Tina Hillary was dead. There were no two ways about it. She looked dead. She smelled dead. She was fucking dead. <laughs> I hate love. She... <laughs> She'd been found by her landlord face up on her kitchen floor. He usually checked on her once a day. That's against... That's... Tenants no, right. That, that's not allowed. She should have been a member of Acorn. And when he yeah, got no fire. response one evening, he got worried and let him in, let himself in to find her expired. What? This is a weird invasive landlord. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think the landlord did it. <laughs> the, sheriff, the twist is the sheriff is also the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> He's the landlord, the surgeon, the sheriff. The He's doctor. the preacher. Yeah, I forgot that. He's, he's the town's one horse. <laughs> he's the town drunk. He's the he's the jester. <laughs>
be, it'd be it'd be pretty embarrassing for him if he was also the coroner and he didn't figure out that those two previous murders were murders. <laughs> okay, I scrolled down a bit and I found some context. I didn't consider myself much of a detective. I didn't consider myself much of a police officer, actually. Hell, I'd only run for sheriff 10 years ago because the church board seemed so interested in it. All three of my deputies had gone to the police academy. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I never went. This is too, this is clearly too plot heavy for me to to you know understand a single something, thing that's happening in it. Something a lot of folks forget. Yeah, oh, he was proud of this line. He was proud of this line, baby. Something a lot of folks forget, especially in small towns. Sheriffs are politicians, not cops. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Christ like, Almighty! Th- th- this guy thinks he's like Cormac McCarthy or something. He's like, I am like the literary genius. Like that's the way he writes. Like he writes like fuck. Yeah. So the his his first his first complaint, the first sin that he dings Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for. It's set in China, but everyone speaks English. <gasps> Oh no! Wow! Yeah. It's not as if foreign countries have been portrayed on film speaking English. Oh, it gets better because I don't know if you remember it's, but this is the same Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that won an Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. Uh huh. So this dipshit has put on the English dub, <laughs> and then like fucking complained that it's in English. <laughs> 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 me watching a martial arts movie like, like watching drunken master with jackie chan being like why is the dub out of sync with the mouth what's going on here what is going on this clearly well that was me when i was like 11 <laughs> but that's the thing these people have not fucking grown up since they were 11 that's why they're still holding on to their toys from when they were 11 <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah, the, one thing. One thing that like struck me about the uh, the fucking cinema sins dipshit as well was that as much as he fucking like just his old bit is hating films, he still has to like um, make sure to swerve like various sacred cows of nerddom. Mm. Um, like, there's a Pulp Fiction video, and the description is it pains to explain that it's like a uh, a really great film, and he loves it, <laughs> but like you know, he's just gonna like rip into it for fun and then yeah. his his complaints about that were that like it's really good that you see in the in the opening scene with Tim Roth and uh, Amanda Plummer you actually see John Travolta going to the bathroom in the background but mm. but the timing the time between like that happening and the robbery starting is shorter then than in the scene later on not everything has to be in real time even Miracle Mile, which claims to be in real time, isn't in real time. But also, also in Pulp Fiction, like this is going to be very fucking nerdy, and I apologize. But like, <laughs> the line that she says when they get the gun out at the beginning is different to yeah. when they repeat yeah. it later in the film. Oh, like the wow. movie literally deliberately does that. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you took that nerdy bullet for me there because I was about to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She says a totally different like line. It's like. 
and it's like, oh, it's almost like it's a different perspective <gasps> event, event. Oh my no, god! The theme here is that again, anytime these people are forced to reckon with their fallibility as humans, they just it their, their brain fries. They get they they lose twenty million more brain cells every time they try and think about it. It's just, oh my goodness. Showing, showing a guy like this Rashomon and being like, wait, what do you mean? It's different perspectives. Well, then that's why they fucking freaked out when they saw The Last Jedi as well. <laughs> I actually checked to see if they'd done a video on Rashomon, but sadly that comedy is denied to us. No, oh, but have they heard of, of Seven Rashomon. Samurai. <laughs> this movie's three and a half hours long. Oh, no, no. <laughs> if we want to get critiques of Seven Samurai, we have to go to, like, Elizabeth Warren Twitter. Come on. Oh, yeah. Do you remember oh, that, that, that woman who was... Who, what, what did she say? She said it was pretentious or something? Oh, the, yeah. Okay, that is the other yeah, side like, of the superhero. bad media literacy. Yeah. That, that's, the, uh, that's the other bad side of media literacy I was kind of hitting yeah. earlier. Those yeah. kind of... Liz Warren types who are like, what do you mean this movie is uh, this long? It's pretentious. I've seen Seven Samurai, and like, just because it's in black and white and not in English does not mean it is pretentious. It, like, <laughs> there's not like, it's just a standard action movie because it was like one of the first ones that did that structure. It just so happens to be a bit longer. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> there was that, um, that incredible take on Twitter recently where. That the uh, the the overuse of runes in the Northmen was problematic. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, but the religion Sorry. is kind of contingent on the runes. <laughs> the yeah, but like that 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 isn't gonna get you ten thousand quote tweets. <laughs> uh, which is still that's a, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> If we're doing a, a wider point on media literacy and stuff like that, there was that guy that posted the other day about um, living in Cuba. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No. Um, no, there was a post about how um, daily Soviet life was like really good because you had easy access to like, high culture shit and people understood it and could have really detailed conversations on this, that, and the next thing of it. And a guy said, uh, this was something that struck me with living in Cuba. So many everyday people engaged with art and theory in a way that doesn't exist in the US. Mm-hmm. My local fruit vendor made fun of me because I'd never heard of Bertolt Brecht. <laughs> I felt like a moron there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what I was getting at earlier. A lot of Western media consumption. It well, it's the obviously whenever I mention this, you can't really go at like independent cinema. Like you have to for the context of the argument, you have to ignore that because it has not an impact on anything. But most Western media, unless it's like maybe the occasional HBO show, is like like it dumbs down things for every flight because you gotta hit every target demographic. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, the focus is growth. It's not you know it's not to create anything meaningful and impactful and any directors that manage to break through are still heavily i don't know yeah just interfered with i mean we <laughs> cite the pre-code gangster films and that horrific scene in the middle of scarface oh <laughs> yeah the, but they're just discussing like yeah uh, the didactic one where they said yeah. that, you know they 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 did they say that white slavery was uh what like he, that, yeah. it was on par, it was on par with white slavery <laughs> being yeah. a gangster like that, yeah. or or perhaps um 
what the gangster had done was worse than white slave (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah it was uh it was it was a scene and it just felt yep it felt jarring and you know we knew that it didn't belong there but it wasn't until we had actual confirmation that you know we were able to (laughs) probably uh, you know sit with that in comfort but yeah so it's gone from being just one scene that the studio forces you to insert to like I don't know, just permeating the film as a whole. When you make a character too complex, like a Don Draper or a Tony Soprano... I thought you were going to say a Don John then, I honestly did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, I, I think the worry people, like, like like studios have, is when you make a character that complex, people do valorize them. And yeah, admittedly, you do get people who valorize characters like that, but you get char- people who valorize any character yeah i think i think most people who watch the sopranos a lot oh yeah tony soprano is a pretty horrible fucking person <laughs> as the events in the series show and and i fear and also my other um cited theory is this very much co- like the decline in media literacy and like cinema very much times well with the release of the original star wars and um, the birth of uh, modern neoliberalism as we know it. <laughs> uh, which conveniently both in the 70s and then over the next 50-something years. I mean, Jesus Christ, you had, the, you know, John Hinckley Jr. was essentially like, what, like a wannabe Travis Bickle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Um, yeah, and... Also, at the end of the um, at the end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties, Heaven's Gate flopped, which pretty much killed the director-driven movie. Mm. And then you had the birth of the modern blockbuster as we know it, with Jaws and Star Wars. And then the eighties as a decade of cinema happened, which the eighties is definitely the real kickstart of where we are right now, both politically and in a movie sense. <laughs> mm. Like, you know, without Back to the Future, we wouldn't have Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, as controversial a statement as that may well, be. Well, yeah, it, it was an, it's an attempt to mine every single facet of culture for... for for growth again once again for growth how much how many toys can we get out of this how many tie-ins can we get out of this how many uh, uh collaborations with mcdonald's can we get out of this you know <laughs> you, you can't make a movie like the godfather like now i know that's a cliche statement but like it would be made for two million dollars and like it would look yeah it would look like shit Oscar. and and uh, netflix would never give them another film ever again i mean yeah, yeah yeah you can partially blame one from the heart uh for, for yeah. francis ford coppola's uh decline but regardless he should have been able to bounce back but still that's another that's another yeah that that, yeah. that, that is the risk with big director yeah. filmmaking because it can <laughs> lopsided an entire mm. industry uh they, and like yeah, but like everything is profit driven now. Exactly. And like, I guess I guess the only place where you're getting interesting stuff is usually anything that isn't American cinema or television that is probably on HBO. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and even English cinema is not really that like we are in a we we make the like we make nothing but dribble like drivel like. Oh, we watched um we watched Harry Brown recently for an episode. Oh. So. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, when are you going to watch there. Kenneth Branagh's uh, Belfast? 
Because <laughs> oh, I've God. heard interesting things about the way uh, the Brits are portrayed in that one. <laughs> mm. I'll put that on the list, David. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm taking a note now. Uh. <laughs> Brit- Brit- Britain does have like a good history of decent movies, like Ken Loach, Mike Lee, whatever. Um, but like the last decade, like every ad, like every trailer in a cinema I see for a British film is the fakest looking movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's we're not like, going to have another like wise. John Schlesinger, Schlesinger, are we? You know, no, that's that's. You're not going to have Powell and Pressburger no in the modern yeah. British cinema landscape. The only the only British stuff I, I, I see nowadays is um, like terrible comedies, costume dramas, and um, those fucking Essex Hardmen films that there seem to be like millions of or some weird movie about i don't know like interracial love between a pakistani person and a white person i think that's just like ali and ava give me bad vibes i don't know i don't trust it was there no something along those lines but it was literally the queen or some shit oh yes victoria and abdul yeah 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 There's that, like, and fucking yesterday, you know, Danny Boyle is a, a curse. That was filmed in my. That was filmed in my hometown. Oh. Believe it or not, you, you need to. I'm, I'm, te- I'm technically an extra in a scene, but I'm a micro dot. So <laughs> it's a shit. It's a shit movie, though. It sucks. Are you? Are you? A, are you a plot holder like that car in the in like three frames of Lord of the Rings? Maybe. Could be. I could be. I could be a plot hole. There's extra who is a tiny little dot on a beach. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, every few years you'll get like maybe a Ken Loach movie. But even like Mike Lee can't get movies made anymore. Because um, the National Lottery, which is a big funder of British films, is too busy funding the LGB alliance. I know, to, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if you want to watch any interesting movies, you've watched independent movies or anything that's made in a country that isn't America or. Yeah. Britain. Just get yourself an Arrow subscription, a movie subscription, and a Criterion Channel subscription. You're yeah, a <laughs> lot, lot of great, lot of great world cinema. As, as uh, Bong um, Jun Ho said, um, you know, get over the one-inch barrier of subtitles, and there's a world mm. of cinema out there. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe if you got, if, like, literally just watch Old Boy. It's like the entry point to world cinema. Like, it, it's maybe the basic bitch pick, but you'll watch it and you're like, oh, this is actually quite cool. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you see, what surprises me that, no, you know, no one watches, um, you know, the MCU and thinks, oh, I wonder who Robert Downey Sr. is. Like, <laughs> none of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Putney Swope after watching fucking Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best services to world cinema so far has probably been uh, Squid Game having a fucking atrociously bad dub. Yeah, and, and it convinces people to put the subtitled version on. Yeah, yeah. Which, it worked which, like fuck it, with me. <laughs> I mean that that in itself is kind of, like I do I do kind of like the like I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be a fad. We'll find out when season two comes out, and if it doesn't get as popular, you know. Um, viewing figures or whatever, but like hopefully Squid Game led people to branching out to you know more cinema and TV that isn't you know just English language. I still I you know I fear though that it is like you know contained to you know Korean Netflix. Well no 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 just Korean output you know because 
I don't know, maybe this is, you know, my observing it from, from my perspective, but like, you know, it's like certain ethnicities and certain cultures, they are trendy, they are du jour. And then, you know, in another five years time, it'll be someone else. Like, I do worry about that. Well, I think it's because um, not all Korean cinema, because you get loads of art house um, Korean cinema. Oh, no, 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 of course. I just mean like, what's the, you know, like across, I don't know, just like, you know, across the mainstream as well. I think it's because, you know, a lot of mainstream Korean cinema is dark and edgy. Yeah. Which, you know, that's why I started off. Yeah, like yeah. Seven years ago with Old Boy and stuff. Because it is that kind of... It's it's a bit da- It's quite a bit darker than most American cinema. So it's like, it's, oh, okay. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm as well, isn't it? Because yeah. like Parasite, that was that was a big thing, and then Squid Game was a big thing. So that must mean that all Korean media is a big thing. Let's try it and see if the algorithm. Yeah, likes exactly. It. They, then, then they're gonna fucking ruin it. Yeah. It's by oversaturating the wrong things, you know. Also, what what Sarah said about like uh, like trendiness is true because it's there was like obviously Korean stuff's like huge at the minute because of uh, Parasite and Squid Game, but like 10, 15 years ago there was like a huge sort of wave of everyone watching Korean horror films. Yeah, um, mm. and then like you know obviously like back when I was a kid it was Hong Kong action cinema that everyone was like mm. wild about and. Yeah, and then, uh, like there was after Crouching Tiger, there was like a wave of like Chinese stuff. Or the anime boom. Obviously, yeah. anime is still very, very popular. That's never going away. But like how it boomed in the mid nineties. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, 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 who latches onto it, and how do they treat it once they latch onto it? It just becomes <laughs> a phase. It's not not something that sticks with them, you know, for life or has any meaningful place in their mm. lives. But then that's how we're taught to engage with media. You know, yeah. even the, the, the charts, the, the, the charts exist to inherently make music uh, dispensable in a sense, you know, because everyone's competing, competing for more sales and you pump new stuff out and new stuff out and new stuff out. And it's just, oh, God, OK, going to go lie down now. <laughs> Everything that <laughs> good art can't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, I'm, I'm being melodramatic. Of course it can. The, well, the way things are, are definitely prohibitive to... Yeah, yeah. I don't, anything you know, like we said, the Steven universe, universification of media. Yeah, that that's the fact. I I always feel I'm a bit too pessimistic when it comes to film and TV, but it is a genuinely like weird time, yeah. like because filmmakers who are acclaimed aren't getting funding. Filmmakers who are wanting to start out but have interesting ideas that don't correlate with the algorithm model aren't getting funding. Because uh, it's like, like you know, it's like, yeah, I want more diversity in media. Can I see an original story from, you know, a voice I haven't heard before? But Kevin Feige's like, no, that voice can make uh, She-Hulk. It's, yeah. it, it's nothing new or interesting. I, I, what do you mean? I am so hyped for Mrs. Marvel. I've been binging it all night. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I want to see voices I've literally never no. like heard. Like like so. There's so many. So many of the best movies I've seen in like recent years is just like perspectives of just and like also an original story or like it has ideas and does something cool. 
Whereas, you know, it's like, we need you in the algorithm Marvel machine to yeah. churn out six episodes of well, said it's, show. It's it's the studio system again, but ten mm. times more fucked up because, yeah, <laughs> because it's so much more bigger. It has so much more power. Because uh, instead know, of a bunch of homosexual writers, you know, fitting in the uh, homosexual writers and communists before the... Um, the, uh, the Red Scare, like trying to subliminally put <laughs> ideas into movies. It's now just a bunch of 40-year-old nerds who have only seen Star Wars and E.T. putting more yeah. Star Wars and E.T. in said movies. There's no good subtext anymore. It's like, I, I, I swear the amount of times people have said we've been in... um the haze like an unofficial haze code how like every movie is also sexless and like yes. sanitized and just it's like people don't feel like human beings <laughs> they feel like they've been written by a computer it links back to what we were talking about earlier in that these the, the ner- these nerds and their um averse reaction to the slightest mote of humanity portrayed on screen and sex is inherent in that you know um it Anything fundamental to humanity that isn't a sparkly, clean superhero is just anathema to them. You know, and it, you can't keep seeing yourselves as analogs of these characters because you're not. You're not perfect. I'm sorry. Neither are they. Deal with it. But... Film, film and TV shouldn't just be wish fulfillment. It's no. like. Yeah, it's cool in occasional bursts, but it's like, it's why you don't wank 24 hours a day. It gets boring. Well, that's why you bring up Pat Powell and Pressburger. That's why you don't dance all day. Oh, Scorsese would be so proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, legit. I mean, to be fair to to the nerds, it's not all wish fulfillment, because sometimes you get stuff like Joker where it's dark and edgy. No. No, Sorry, Joker is 100% wish fulfillment. (laughs) <laughs> if we're gonna broach Todd Phillips, well, he died. His first film was a, a, a documentary on the lead singer of the Murder Junkies, Gigi Allen, and the Murder Junkies, who was just a shit-eating fascist, literally, and, and he portrayed him as like some sympathetic character. And you know, it's just an extension of that. It's just you know, he's trying to wax poetic on something that he just doesn't quite understand because he sees it as countercultural. Like, I'm sorry, but Todd Phillips. Yeah, he's going to get a kick off the cliff from me. That's my new rating system, kick off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen Joker because James told me it was really good and I should watch it. And I'm just I'm just You shouldn't like watch it. No, just watch King of Comedy, you're good. You don't need to watch Joker. It won't add anything to your life. The fact they're making a second one makes me want to go Joker mode myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which Joker, though? Uh... None of them. I'm my own Joker. The Morbius one. <laughs> the Morbius. Oh, uh, oh no. Get a fuck. Oh, the Joker with the grill. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Sneeze used condoms to the rest of the cast and shit like that. Fucks. He's just a grim fucking individual and apparently. No, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard the the stuff. You might have to. You might have to censor this for the podcast, but. Censor <laughs> that and the, the the apparently because that's that's not a legal defence. <laughs> okay. Which one of us? 
<laughs> You're gonna have to move that one as well. <laughs> well, well, you can host. You can host. It's movie time, baby. A cowards. We don't leave our vods up. So, yeah. <laughs> if you tune into this week's stream, you know what we were talking about in this um, the bleeped um, bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else? On the topic of discussion, or have we covered? No, I think we think we've covered it pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah. Unless we want to read any more smoking reviews. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one, one more for the road. Can we have a film <laughs> suggestion? Ah, uh, video drone, video drone. Uh, not you, Connor. I was going to ask our host. <laughs> okay. Such on, an David, attention David, pick a film. Uh, or by actor. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Let's see if it's on here. In... Remember, okay. remember to spell it wrong. Right. Okay. Inglorious Bastards, 2009. Diane Kruger, Melanie Laurent. Laurent smokes unfiltered beautifully in a coffee shop, picking tobacco from her tongue after drags. She really looks incredibly natural with a cigarette. Kruger smokes with a holder in a long seam. However, exhales could have been better. Overall average, but worth seeing. (laughs) (laughs) Say, I I just want to hear about Videodrome, because I want to hear what he says. I want to hear what he says about Debbie Harry putting out a fag on her breast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, video drone. Uh... Okay, yep, Debbie Harry. This one is notable for the scene where Debbie Harry makes James Wood what James Woods watch as she uses a sig to brand her own boob. Harry takes an all white from James Woods and has some incredibly sexy drag exhales before burning her breast. Gorman lights an overlice sig in a restaurant with some okay drags and exhales. Kana has two all white holding scenes and a good exhale. In, in, in brackets, no drag shown. And then, <laughs> <laughs> correction, Debbie's cigarette, cigarette is a cork tip 100 from a fictitious pack. Also, a glamorous blonde is shown with a cigarette in her hand in a pan shot on an awards dinner. <laughs> this is amazing. Amazing. Astounding. I'll, I'll give them points for effort. Yeah, fair enough. Like, credit where credit is due. <laughs> This is the this is the one part good part of toxic fandom. Yeah, perverts are nothing if not thorough. No, that's, that's very true. If anything, we've learnt that we need to improve on our exhales. We need to make them sexier. <laughs> I'm gonna have the best exhale after this podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't you had a good time, Connor? Oh, I've had a great time. I, I just need a have a cigarette. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm like at the end of the stream. I know, I know. Oh, well, you should, you should clearly smoke on the stream. And then no, maybe I'm you'll gonna... get your own entry on the uh, smokeinsides.com. <laughs> smoke a cigarette inside. What is this? <laughs> a great Yarmouth? No. Yeah. Oh, all right. Leaking my. Well, I don't live there. But like exactly. Home, That's what you said. Area. What is this? Great Yarmouth? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to believe that I don't live there anymore. <laughs> All right, right, cool. Let's uh, let's fucking knock this in the heat, then, shall we? Yeah. Hi. It's been uh, it's been great. I know. Yeah. A pleasure <laughs> to have you on. I, I hope you've enjoyed it, despite our uh, tangents. No, I know that they've enjoyed what we brought to the show because no one oh, else yeah. has energy like us. We're unique, <laughs> magical. I've had the time of my life. I know Fair you enough. have. I know you have. 
Thank you for your positive performance review. I hope that is uh, conducive <laughs> to a raise. Uh, Connor and I have not earned enough on Twitch yet to make a payout. It'll ever happen. Um, well, maybe maybe a plug would do you some good then. So it's yeah. twitch.tv forward slash it's movie time, baby. Yes, we are live once a week on Wednesdays. Sometimes we, we do shift, but, you know, keep an eye on Twitter. Um, I'm at Hikikonomi and Connor is, ow, my pee-pee hurt. And I'm saying, I am only listing Connor's um, Twitter because the way Connor pronounces it is is aggressively Norfolk. And what, ow, my pee-pee hurt? No, because you go, ow, and you can't yeah, That's just how I say it. <laughs> You're stealing my valor. I'm not stealing your valor. <laughs> I'm saying no one knows how to spell that. Ow, well, my pee-pee hurt. Ow, my pee-pee Okay, okay, then let's just let's defer to David and Jamie. Can you please both say ow in in, ow. in succession? Okay. Ow. So see, none of them said ow. They said ow. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> well how do we all say how do we all say Tuesday? Because I say Tuesday, not Tuesday. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> what not like Tuesday? No. <laughs> oh, now now Connor's stealing my valor, getting bullied, oh. bullied for their accent, like. Oh yeah, no, that's just my Norfolk twang. But then again, <laughs> maybe I'm the only person in Norfolk who says Tuesday, not Tuesday. That's what makes you special, and that's why you should watch its movie Time Baby on Wednesdays at seven o'clock. <laughs> Wednesdays, seven, Wednesdays at seven o'clock, unless I've been called to work. <laughs> yes, and also give Connor a job. Yeah, no, that that's true. Yeah, this is my CV. Every horrible thing I've said this episode. <laughs> is, uh, At least you'll horrible. have an entertaining employee. I don't know what the worst thing I said was. I I, I think it was very early on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the <laughs> thing. No, or the... listen, it, you and I together. If there's one thing that we can reliably do, it's make death threats, which I am <laughs> confident we've done. So I made no death threats. You make it a death Bye, threat. Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>